Welcome to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. I am so excited to be joined by two, can I call you Vancouverites? One of them lives in Victoria. One of them currently resides in Vancouver. I've had the sweet pleasure of running and sweating and sharing lots of miles with Liam Todd. And uh, admittedly, I, I take great joy in stalking Angus Todd on the gram because he lives part of his life on a farm and part of his life in a suit and tie. And one sweet Saturday morning, I had the pleasure of running with both of them, to which we only said, you know, a few hundred times, do you guys get compared to each other a lot? Do people say that you look similar? And they just roll their eyes this very same way and say, yes, because we are twins. And this went on and on for however long we decided to run that day. But the run ended with a really juicy conversation around comparison. And it's a, to- it's a topic that I am super passionate about. I think it kills dreams and crushes spirits. And I'll, it's just my punchline. And the reason that these two gentlemen are joining me on the podcast today is because they believe differently and it was a a conversation worthy of recording. So all of that to be said, Angus and Liam Todd, thank you for joining me today on the cast. Morning, Steph. Morning, Liam. Good morning. Thank you for having us. It's really wonderful that we all aren't in the same city. Um, And this actually is the first time I'm recording a podcast with three people. So you'll have to forgive us if one person speaks over another. But in order to mitigate that, I'm going to try to address each person so that one person speaks, what one person knows to speak first. Is that fair? Absolutely. I failed already. Angus and I have uh, ESP, so it's all good. We'll figure it out together. Perfect. I love it. Speaking of Angus, I hear he has a joke to kick off this conversation. We haven't heard it yet, team. Uh, yeah, like all jokes that I tell, they're not, it's not a very good one. But anyway, um, there's a husband and wife, uh, both super smart individuals. One's a doctor, one's a lawyer. Uh, anyway, they're starting their morning off, and on the way out the door, the wife says to the husband, oh, honey, would you uh, pick up a gallon of milk on the way home? And uh, while you're at the grocery store, if they have avocados, pick up four. So he knows that he's got a busy day ahead of him and a lot on his mind. So he writes it down verbatim what his wife said, goes to the store, or pardon me, goes, they both head out on their day. On his way home from work, he stops at the grocery store to get a gallon of milk. He sees that they have avocados, so he gets four. Comes home, uh, first through the door, the wife says, oh, honey, nice to see you or whatever. But looks at him and is like, what the hell is wrong with you? Um, because in his hand, he's got four gallons of milk. And he says, what? He said to me, if they have a gallon of milk, or if they have avocados, get four. <laughs> so I guess the reason that I wanted to start off with that joke is because uh, even the most you know, concise or simple message, or seemingly simple, can be taken out of context. And so I think it's important that we go into this, you know, keeping that in mind, especially because we're not having this conversation in person, you know. Oh, dear. So... 
It's very fair. And it's the power of language. And um, I think the most, you know, one of the most wonderful places the power of language comes into our lives is with relationships and with relationships we care about deeply. And undeniably, Liam Todd, you are a human I care about deeply. And by association, Angus, your opinion really matters. And as much as I care about the two of you, I want to know about your relationship. Um, growing up as twins, you were both incredible athletes. You chose different paths, um, having left, you know, going to school together. Let's start with Liam. Liam, tell me about your relationship of comparison growing up alongside Angus. Well, I am the younger twin by 15 minutes. Um, although whenever anyone asks either Angus or myself, who is the younger or who is the older, we, I think, both always say we're both the same age. Um, and people go, well, who was born first? Um, and then we say, well, if you're born on the same day as your best friend, wouldn't you just say we're the same age? Um, but nevertheless, people always want to know who's the oldest, who's the youngest. Um, and people always ask, how are you different and how aren't you different? Um, I think we're very similar, but I also think we're very, very, very different. Um, I think the question that always people ask me that always uh, resonates is when people ask, what's it like being a twin? And frankly, I have no idea what it's like not being a twin. So I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. But I think particularly as it pertains to the, the nature of this podcast, when you have someone who's like, born and raised in the exact same settings that you are born and raised in. It uh, is a wonderful reminder of the challenges that you face um, and the gifts that you're given and how you can use them to make your life better and how you can use them to make yourself better. And so having someone for the first, you know, 18 years of my life side by side uh, makes everything a lot easier because when you hit a rough point or any challenges, you can look beside you and you see that that person is undergoing the same thing, but is still able to, to get through it. And it's a reminder that you can just make a decision, a conscious decision to keep pushing and make it through anything that is challenging. Okay. I, I want to dive in more that to that, but first let's hear from Angus. Angus, growing up as a twin, do you feel any differently than, than Liam? Is there anything that you would say? I mean, I guess one thing that comes up for me is being scholars and being athletes. Did you feel like you were in constant competition with each other? Well, uh, yes. I think we were always being uh, compared to each other by other people, but we're both rather competitive individuals, and so we were often comparing ourselves to each other and pushing each other. Um, one, you know, and once we started talking about doing this podcast, I was kind of jogging my memory. And one thing that I remember, I don't, Liam, I don't know if you remember this or will remember this, but was, um, it must've been in like grade eight when we were erging up. You remember the old erg room upstairs at Vancouver college? I think Mike Petrochenko was our coach and we did, I can't remember what the workout was, but it was like three by 19 minutes or something. And on the first one, Gosh. you beat me by a meter. The second one, I beat you by a meter. And the third one, we tied. And so, like, it's kind of difficult to escape um, the comparison. But, you know, we're always all, often compared by other people in ways that a lot of people would, like, if, if, you, if you made that comparison to someone who wasn't a twin, they would, they would say you're insane. Um, like, you know, like, often, oftentimes people would come up 
to me and be like, yeah, you know, I saw your, your twin. Um, he looks just a little different than you. Like this happened actually when I was last in Vancouver. Um, I can't remember who it was, Liam, at your work, but they were like, yeah, you're just a little bit more, you know, gesturing around their jaw, like, you know, a little, a little plumper, right? <laughs> if you were to say that to someone who wasn't a twin, they'd be like, what? Like they'd slap you, right? So, you know, we're, we're always being compared. Um, but for me, it's been, has been to this point, at least a very positive experience. So, I mean, who knows what will happen in the future, but yeah. Liam, were you going to say something there? I just wanted to give some context to the rowing workout that Angus was talking about, because I, I absolutely remember it. I mean, there's like maybe a dozen other situations where the, both of us were within a split second of each other in any sport competition that we did. The standard rowing race is two kilometers and, you know, that takes, let's say, roughly seven minutes. So a 19 minute piece is a whole lot longer than two kilometers and to be within one meter of each other over 19 minutes is like, I don't know. Insane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> context. Context. But oh, sorry. Not at all. I was just gonna say, just gonna add to that. You know, I think, and we'll probably dive into this pretty quickly here. But I think those comparisons can either be very positive or they can be very negative. Mm -hmm. Um, it. But it all depends on what you choose, um, right? Like, if you lose a piece, you can look at it and be like, wow man, I went as hard as I could and I still couldn't beat that skinny guy next to me. Like, what the heck's my problem? Right. Or you can choose it, choose. And I think that's part of maybe why Liam and I are so fond of comparison is because we had perhaps like the, like it's like this perfect little Petri dish where we were both, you know, genetically we have the same makeup. We, we, we would be living together, eating the same food. So our diet was the same. We would be, you know, for much of our life, we, we slept in the same room in bunk beds. So we would be going to bed at the same time. So when you then go to a practice or some sort of competitive sphere and you, you are not able to achieve what, like if I wasn't able to beat Liam, I'd be like, well, I mean, obviously we are have, we're working with the same variables here. So the only reason that I can't do what he just did is because I am mentally limiting myself. Right. And so maybe that's why we've been preconditioned to, to um, look at comparison as something that can, can improve us. Mm. All right. So Liam, I want to dive into um, something you actually said that tweaked my brain. And we're going to dive right into the, right into the conversation of comparison, thwarting joy or not, because I think that was the juicy bit that really instigated this, this conversation on our run. And when you said um, you don't know what it's like to not be compared to Angus because you only know what it's like to be a twin. And what I want to know is, do you need to know the alternative in order for comparison to not thwart joy or, you know, for you to look at it in more of a positive light? Liam, do you want to kick it off? So maybe I can piggyback off what Angus was saying in that, Growing up, we were in the same, we had the same variables. So it's easy for us to understand. The only reason why I can't do this is because I'm choosing not to do this. Um, I think that that makes comparison a lot easier for us because it helps us understand that the, like really, I think the only thing that is limiting you is your mental ability to say, I can do it or I can't do it. Hmm. Um, and I think when you're comparing with someone, the reason it becomes dangerous or the reason it becomes the thief of joy is 
because people frame it in the context of this is something that I can't do um, versus looking at someone doing something and saying, holy shit, that's something that I can do. Um, and, and I think maybe that realization has, has kind of been given to me because I have, have grown into the, the life of being able to compare with people or with someone every day. Um, and that makes it that much easier to realize, hey, this is something that I can do. This is something that is achievable. Um, and Angus and I often joke with each other about the idea that there's seven and a half billion people in the world. Odds are there's someone out there that's doing it better than you are. Actually, no, scratch that. Not odds are. There is someone out there in the world that can do it better than you. And like for some people, I think that it's easy to say, well, that's something that I can't do. But I think it is something like you, you have to think of it in a way that this is something that I can do. And it's just a matter of uh, like a mental resilience. And Steph, if you recall, once upon a time, I gave you a book by Angela Duckworth called Grit. It's my and it favorite. Talks about, it, it talks about the idea that like talent is, is achieved by hard work. There's no such thing as being gifted. Um, and I think it's true. And, you know, we can talk about Ilya Kipchoge running a two-hour marathon or Sidney Crosby or Lance Armstrong or, you know, any of the great ones. And I think maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I think that anyone out there or there are, there are people out there that have the ability to do it better than all of those people that I just mentioned. They just haven't been put in the right setting and also haven't uh, hunted those goals as aggressively as those people have. And so... Maybe I'm getting a little sidetracked here, but to kind of in a roundabout way answer your question, yeah, I think it's a little easier for me to compare because I've been raised with the understanding that comparison is healthy and it helps you understand that there is a mental limitation that you're putting yourself to. But I think it's just important that when you compare yourself with someone, which it's human nature to compare, um, I think it's important that you do it under the light of this is possible because so-and-so can do it and so can I. Okay, this is perfect and it's super close to home because the mental fortitude of both of you is incredible. Um, I'll never forget uh, your first Ironman, Liam, when Brother Angus was there with the best sign ever that said, nobody cares, try harder. Or try harder, nobody cares. Nobody cares, work harder. Nobody cares. And I thought Liam was on the sidelines and, and really he was way ahead of me in the race. And I was like, why is Liam standing here with a sign telling me that he doesn't care? And it was his brother. Um, but the, the idea that you embrace that as you do as brothers and as humans is, is obviously very cool. Does having a brother, Angus, this is for you. Does having a brother like Liam, you have been lucky to, I mean, not, not all twins, share the same desire for all of the same things as you two have. Do you think that having somebody in, as close as Liam in your life who you can look at and say, if he can do it, so can I, does that help mitigate the negative connotation that comes with comparison? Um, I think it certainly would be a contributing factor, uh, but I think there's a lot of things that um, have made me the way that I am, have made Liam and I the way that I am. I think one thing definitely that I would attribute to the reason we have the attitude that we do. Um, I think Liam might disagree, but well, no, he probably won't, but um, is our mother. So she is Dutch and like stereotypically Dutch. Um, and one of one stereotype of Dutch people is that they're very, uh, shall we say pragmatic maybe 
Um, I would say it's probably more accurate to say that they're super blunt, right? They sort of have this attitude of like, I'm just going to say it as it is, and you can decide whether or not you do or don't like it, um, which I think, to put it more eloquently, I think it's um, Shakespeare says like, it's neither good or bad, but thinking makes it so. I, I don't. That's not the exact quote, but it's something to the effect of nothing is good or bad, but you thinking about it makes it good or bad, right? And so I think my, like, like to come up with some quick examples for you of how my mother conditioned us to, to have this frame of mind of, you know, taking in, the, like internalizing the locus of control about comparison. She would often say things like, you know, I'd come home and this was while I was rowing. And so in a weight controlled sport, like with weight classes and monitoring my weight every day, twice a day, stepping on a scale, she would come home and she would be like, whoa, you've gained some weight, hey? <laughs> Which again, like you say that to the average person, they'd like run out of the room crying. Um, but my mother was not saying it to try and criticize me or to give me a compliment if I was trying to gain weight. She was just saying it as a matter of fact, like looking at you, you have gained weight. And she was always right. Like she was always right uh, because I knew I was stepping on a scale. And there are other examples of that too. You know, I can't really think of them off the top of my head, but you know, she's just very blunt about the way that she says things. And so I think that conditioned us to to realize that in all things in life, but particularly when it comes to measuring yourself against other people, there are things that are inside your control and there are things that are not inside your control. And you can't do anything about the things that are not inside your control, but you certainly can do things about the things that are in your control. And so if you focus on that, then the experience will be positive or at least more positive. I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, I love all the positivity and the inspiring encouragement and mental fortitude that comes along with it. And I want to know the ugly side of comparison because at some point in time, whether it's with each other, with sport, um, in life, there has been a side that undeniably comparison has been the thief of joy for you, yet you've chosen to turn it around which I don't want to discredit. I don't want to put words in your mouth that you believe comparison is the thief, thief of joy. Um, I just want to know when it hasn't served you or when, when has it come up? There's no better example than the two of you who have gone on this train track of life so similarly. And when, when has comparison not made you a better person? When has comparison not brought out the best in you? Liam? Um, I think that this is a challenging question for me to ask, answer in listening. To Why is it challenging? Well, it's tough because I think I try and like go those things. I, don't, I try not oh. to hold on to situations that are like where, you, you know, you get spit out in our second or fifth or whatever, like if we're going to rank things. I don't Wait, know, I, I, pause. Then maybe the real question is that I shouldn't be so presumptuous and I should really ask, has comparison ever stolen your joy? Oh, like, yeah, I think so. Okay. Think, and like, then okay, tell me more. If, if we're going to say, if we're going to say, no, comparison is not the thief of joy, I think that's wrong because I think, yeah, like given the right context, if I look at your hamburger and my hamburger is smaller, well, fuck, I want a bigger hamburger. It's, it's like, obviously, but I think that that's a very simple way of looking at it also. Um, and like, you know, obviously there are things that have a greater impact or have a larger magnitude uh, and that can affect you in a more personal or emotional way. 
I'm assuming that people don't know this about us all that much, but Angus and I, like, I don't, we don't really, we're very close, but we don't share as much as a lot of people do. I think um, a lot of, I think the way that we feel about each other is kind of like a mutual uh, assumption. The one thing that I, in listening to the last however many minutes we've been going at this for, um, the one thing that I'm coming to the realization of is that um, perhaps when we were younger and when we were competing in sport together, uh, side by side, there were a lot of instances when, not to say that Angus, you held me back whatsoever, but there were a lot of instances when, like, we would go into war, if you will, uh, side by side, and it's kind of like, let's do it. Um, not in team sports, like, you have your race, I have my race, let's fucking kill it. Um, and then I think when, in having been successful, you look across at Angus, or I would look across at Angus and be like, I wish, like, I, I wish for better for him. Um, and I, I don't want to say that that holds you back, but I think that sometimes it's easy uh, for that to kind of like weigh on your conscience. And on the flip side, um, when you go into war together with whoever and they do better than you, um, it has the same impact, right? Like, I, I know that, for example, towards the end of high school, Angus and I were both rowing quite seriously and I hurt my back and Angus kept rowing. And, had a very successful rowing career. And it's not to say, like, it's really not fair for me to think, well, I would have been there also if I was doing what Angus is doing. Because that's not fair. You, you don't know that. But absolutely, like, I would look at Angus rowing and think, man, I would kill to be there with him. I would love to be able to have that opportunity to row at that up level or to compete at that level. Um, who knows whether that is possible or isn't. It's not fair to make that assumption. But yeah, it stings a little bit knowing that this is something that I would like to do, but I'm not able to do. Or if Angus is successful at something, looking at, at, at what he is achieving, thinking, man, I would love to be able to achieve what he is achieving. Especially when you say the only limitation is the mental limitation and Angus is successful, it also steals from his, his success as much as it um, helps him get there. If I see him standing on the top of the podium or you know, shaking a certain hand or whatever, being successful in whatever field, it is it kind of steals from his achievement. If I, if you have that same mindset, if you think, well, well the only reason he got there is because he's like mentally stronger. Um, so yeah, like with every victory, it's very easy, I think, to feel like it stings. Um, if if the only difference is that really small mental switch that you turn on or off. Right, and Angus, do you? I mean, now you're in two different worlds and you've had, you know, two different careers and two different, you know, chosen sport and, and life is probably more different now than it's been. I, I mean, I'd love to ask that broad question. And what I really want to know is what is your relationship with social media and comparison? I, I think, um, well, like Liam said earlier, it's sort of human nature to compare, right? And, um, I mean, we, whenever, we often compare without even realizing it, right? If we hadn't decided that this, compared to other options, was the best use of our time at 8 in the morning, we wouldn't be doing it, right? Although we probably, you guys probably never thought about the fact that you were comparing your options going, should I blow off Steph or should I not? Hmm. So comparison happens all the time. And I think maybe that's part of the reason that Liam and I have such a staunch belief that it should be positive is because instead of trying to pretend like we shouldn't compare because it will steal our joy, we think it's going to happen, get better at making it better. 
because with any choice, there automatically becomes a standard of success. The tricky thing comes, like you're saying, Steph, uh, and while Liam, you touched on it too, right? There's 7 billion people in the world, right? So even if you're one in a million, there's like 7,000 of you. And so when, because of social media, we can watch all 7,000 of those people who are exactly like us at every given second. And if you're not careful about it, it you, you look at it and go, well, shit, well, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Look at so-and-so over there. They're killing it and I'm not. Uh, but it, I think it comes back to making sure that you're focusing on, you know, in, on the, your present life and thinking about uh, making sure that it's a very positive experience. Um, Mickey, my, my wife, often deletes her social media because she realizes that sometimes she feels like, oh, man. And then she has this moment of like, wait a second, like, I'm really happy. Why, why am I comparing myself to this person through social media? So let's just cut it from my life for a little bit. But at the flip side, and we talked about this when we were running, if you choose and if you focus on it, you can take that and make it something that is used to your advantage, right? So instead of looking at Liam's social media and being like, man, like I'm in my office right now working hard and he's out on Cypress Mountain doing some sweet gravel ride, like what the heck? I can say like, okay, wait, wait a second. Like, let's bring it back to, let's think about it for a second. You know, I have these pr certain priorities in life you know, like the first one is Mickey, probably the second one is m myself, maybe, uh, and my career. Um, and then after that, I would say maybe my family, this is super, I didn't really think about those priorities very well before I blurted them out. So I like, it might be reordered if I had some thought to it. But because of those priorities, me being here doing this right now is the most efficient use of my time and therefore makes me the most happy. Uh, and so if you are choose to you can you can bring it back to, to something that you that makes things more positive and at the same time that constant comparison similarly to like if you have a twin brother sitting right next to you can push you I think to be a little better even though you know as people progress through their life they have uh, so many different like Liam and I right as we grow older we have different variables so we become more and more unique right so the comparison becomes more and more or less and less parallel Totally. Right. So, but it doesn't mean that you can't compare because in, like I said earlier, I think the comparison happens naturally. So yeah. you have to, instead of trying to go like, la, 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 I'm not going to compare. You, you have to embrace it and just use, make sure that it's a positive thing because it also keeps you humble, right? It's really easy to post something on social media and get, uh, you know, 200 likes and you feel like, man, I'm the friggin' king of the world. But it helps to, to be reminded like, no, you're not you're one in seven billion and you know your shit does not stink uh, marcus aurelius a roman emperor when he came back from war he used to have a, a servant sitting behind him in the chariot who would whisper to him while he's going through this parade of like people who are like oh my god oh my god who whispering to him like no you still suck no you're still you're still mortal you're not that good don't listen to them you're not that good because it's really easy to to get carried away there's there's two sides to the argument i think steph there's two sides. There's two of you. I am so grateful there's two of you in the world. And I mean, one of the sweetest joys of comparison I have is comparing how awesome you each are. And I was like, well, Liam has dropped equal number of references to maybe not Roman emperors, Liam, but there's always a good little nugget from some coach or from some athlete once upon a time that I appreciate. And I won't lie. I, I came into our conversation on the run convinced that comparison and so all things on social media were killing our joy and 
you are human examples, but that does not have to be the case. Steph, sorry to interrupt you, but I think the, your happiness and your joy comes from within. So that I don't think changes when you make the comparison. You're still the boss. Enough said. All right. I'm going to quote you on that. You're the boss, Steph. <laughs> not, not me, the world. All seven billion of them. Um, our favorite way to wrap the Uncorked podcast is to ask, what is currently making your heart beat faster? And I'd love to know. And, and then we get to wrap this in a bow and off you go. Liam, you go first. What is making your heart beat faster? Um, well, I got my ass kicked by Nick Nickner this morning. And I'm still sitting at probably about 130 beats a minute right now because of it. So that's the very real answer there. Otherwise, last week, my doctor told me that I could start doing everything again after having broken my collarbone, which is pretty exciting. That's making my heart move a little better. I love it. Liam's back. Angus, what's making your heart beat faster? I'm feeling a little under the weather. So I walk down the hallway right now and my heart rate shoots through the roof. Um, but actually, no, more seriously, this afternoon, I'm going for a run with uh, my assistant, Connor Foreman, ex national team triathlete who he'll likely kick my butt a friend and fellow um ex-rowing alumnus uh liz fenier she is a beast as well so she'll probably kick my butt too that's awesome gentlemen i adore you thank you for your time thank you for your candor and thanks for being born together 15 minutes apart actually thank you have, have a great day thank you 